This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, my next guest has written a song and also started a website to raise money for a bursary and also to raise awareness about how quickly life can change. And we're talking about the opioid crisis and the death of a 21-year-old woman. And George Wolf is the man who has written the song and who is speaking out about this. And he joins us on the line now to talk a bit more about what happened and about what he is doing now. George, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me on, Joe. Appreciate it. Well, before we uh, talk about the music and talk about what you're doing now, uh, if you can, uh, bring us up to date or talk a little bit about what happened to your daughter. Well, uh, my daughter, Charlie, was uh, 21 years old. She had just graduated uh, uh, high school. Um, she kind of had some issues all her life with, uh, you know, she liked to be accepted and, and and like to have a, a, a good time. So she was uh, an occasional drug user, but uh, by no means, uh, you know, a habitual or, or a street-level uh, user. And um, uh, last November, November 6th, uh, she got some cocaine that uh, had some fentanyl in it and was doing it alone and uh, and passed away. I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. What what was it like, though, to, to find out? So, so you knew that, that your daughter was an occasional occasional user. Were you fearful at the time, knowing what was happening with the opioid crisis and the way things were going? I was. I had spoken to her a couple of times about it and uh, tried to encourage her to to, to to sort things out. And in fact, she had uh, just got her real estate uh, paper. She was going to start studying for a real estate course, had just gotten the textbooks, and we were kind of hoping that she was turning things around. <laughs> Had she tried? Do you know? In in had she tried to stop doing to stop using drugs, even even the on the occasional basis that she did that she did. Yes, yeah, she did have a, a period in the hospital uh, a couple of years ago when, uh, at the time, she, um, she was complaining of stomach pains and things like that. They took her in for a bunch of tests. Um, she stayed in the hospital for about three weeks, and and what we found out afterwards was that she had actually been drying out, had got herself clean at that point. What was it like finding or trying to find help to get uh, to get off drugs for your daughter? Well, the, the part of the problem was that uh, you know, being a teenager, uh, she thought that she was bulletproof and, and, and nothing was ever going to bad was ever going to happen to her. That only ever happened to other people. I think that's what all uh, kids that age think. Um, so uh, it was very tough to try to convince her to do anything, let alone. Uh, you know, something that she was enjoying at the time. Mm. And and uh, finding help, though, and she did, as you mentioned, she did uh, try and get to, to stop using the drugs. Uh, did, did the fact that we were seeing so many uh, overdoses and the fact that we were seeing and are still seeing uh, the opioid crisis uh, continue and get worse, uh, did that resonate at all or did that play into it at all? I, I, she had a couple of early warnings, though. There was uh, a time that uh, I went to, I had to go pick her up from the hospital because she had had a seizure. And at the time, they were, she was saying that they didn't really know what it was. Of course, some of the doctors wouldn't talk to me because she was already 19. So, But then she told me afterwards that she had been partying in a hotel with some friends and, and had had a reaction and they had brought her to the hospital. So, so it was, it was, it was, it was Always a little difficult getting the 
the whole story from around what was going on. Uh, how has it been as well with with people reacting to this? And uh, there seems to be sometimes that when somebody passes away from a drug overdose, uh, there, there's almost this sense we get in, in reaction from people that it's somehow their own fault or they could have they brought it upon upon themselves. I, I did get uh, a couple of uh, internet trolls that that made comments like that when when I would be talking about my daughter on, on Facebook. And it, it's difficult to deal with because as, as a parent, you always, you always feel responsible for your kids and you always feel that you could have done more for them. And at the same time, they're making their own choices. And to, to sit somewhere in, a, in an ivory tower and, and believe that you know, kids aren't going to experiment with things, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just not really very realistic. Uh, you've, uh, as we mentioned uh, off the off the top, you're now uh, you've written a song, you've recorded the song, and you're raising money. Uh, talk a little bit about what was that like, as far as as you healing and you dealing with this. How did that come about? <coughs> well, the song was actually written for a friend of mine whose brother had passed away suddenly, and I, I had written the lyrics just trying to get a sense of of how my friend felt about everybody telling her that you'll be okay, it'll get better, when really it wasn't getting better, it wasn't okay, that grief is something that stays with you for the rest of your life. And it was shortly after I wrote the song that my daughter passed away, and that's when the music came to me, and I felt like that recording this song and and, uh, getting it out there might be a comfort to other people that had lost somebody suddenly like this. Um, everyone involved in the recording was unbelievable. Uh, like just uh, everybody was very personally invested in the song. Interesting that you say that because we've talked about grief and loss on the program before, and that is one of the things is is also for somebody going through that, and, and you know because you've gone through it firsthand. But the reaction of people, uh, like you said, of saying it'll get better, it'll be okay, can also can can add to it, and not in a good way. It can can be almost flippant, or can be because for somebody to say that, but really have no idea what the person in pain is going through. That's very true, and, and uh, I, I took part in a, a, a six-week support group that was put on through um, Valley View Memorial up in Surrey, and it was all parents that had lost their children to fentanyl. There was 12 of us, and that quite easily could have been 50. You know, they got so many calls once the, once the program started. They got were getting constant calls, people wanting to join the group, and unfortunately, they had to keep it small. But uh, the... the the most helpful part of the group was the fact that you're sitting in a room with, with 11 other people and you know that they all know exactly how you feel because they've experienced the exact same thing. Um, you're raising money, uh, selling the song and raising money on a, on a funding website. Uh, what is the money for? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, um, she went to the New Beginnings program in Abbotsford at Mowat, which is... Uh, she had gotten pregnant when she was 17, and the program uh, helps teenagers finish high school so they have a daycare in the school and, and they can bring the child to school. And, and so she was able to graduate even though she had just had a baby. And so I've, I'm, I'm putting together a bursary that we're going to put out every year that's going to 
uh, try and help another student that might be in the same position, you know, uh, uh, a girl that just needs a little extra money for tuition to get into a program or or just something to, to help out, uh, in a, to, to give them a, an opportunity to make better choices. Mm-hmm. And the other part of the fundraising is that because of the help that I got through, um, the Delta Hospice was the, were the people that set me up with the, with the counseling. And uh, because of the hospices are also, uh, they, they, they exist because of donations, and they're able to offer these programs because of donations. I was hoping to be able to put money towards the hospice societies as well. Um, um, very good causes, uh, of course. Uh, what kind of a reaction have you had so far? The reaction to the song has been just amazing. Um, uh, it, it's touched so many people, not just people that have lost uh, friends or relatives to drugs, but even people that have lost uh, uh, loved ones. I have a friend that uh, just lost her husband of many years, and um, it, it's 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 been able to, I'm, or at least I'm hoping, bring comfort to some people, um, and it, the the. the the people that have listened to it, all of them have come back to me and just said that it, it helped them through something. In fact, uh, when we sent it in to be mastered, uh, the gentleman who did the mastering, the, the day after he received the song, his father passed away, and uh, he sent me a message afterwards that once he'd been able to go back to work and and finish working on the song, that had really touched him in a personal way. So. Uh, and it's interesting that because it's like you said, being in the the support group with the other parents who knew exactly what you were going through, or other parents who could all relate to each other because they'd all been through the same the same horrible thing. Uh, but it also reaches more uh, for people. Uh, it's like really any kind of grief, really, or any kind of of major loss. Absolutely, yeah, the, the 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 song is just there to 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 I. I I basically just shared my feelings and realized that there were a lot of other people that, that were feeling the same thing, and maybe they didn't have a way of expressing it. And uh, I think the song helps people kind of put the, that grief into words and be able to say, oh, I, he does understand. There is somebody that understands how I feel. Uh, where can people get it, so if they want to listen to it or if they want to purchase it? Uh, they can go to www.rememberchearlie.com. Charlie is spelled C-H-A-R-L-Y. Uh, and there's a, a video on YouTube as well of the song. The song's called Missing You. And they can make a donation or they can purchase the song on the website. And then they can also, like, they can see the, the video on YouTube. All right. Uh, Georgia, how does it affect you when you hear about deaths, uh, the, the growing toll that the opioid crisis is having, being somebody who's, who's gone through this and lost somebody uh, to fentanyl? Well, and it, it, it seems like it's an everyday thing. Um, it, it, there's Part of it is a, is a sorrow that, that someone else is dealing with the same kind of grief. Part of it is an anger because something like that happens, you just don't want it to happen again. And so every time it does, you feel a little more, why isn't somebody doing something? Oh, and and it's unfortunate that the whole time that, uh, you know, since my daughter passed, that this has been going on, there's been, you know, an election and a site <laughs> T dam. There's been all these things that have, people have kind of turned off their radar to the fact that literally people are dying every day. Mm. 
Well, Georgia, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I know it must be a painful one, but you're doing this now and, and raising money and raising awareness. Uh, again, the website is rememberCharlie.com. Uh, George, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Joe. All right, that is uh, George Wolf uh, talking about his uh, experience. Again, if you want to check out that website, remember Charlie, that's C H A R L Y, all one word, dot com, if you want to read more about the story and take a listen uh, to the song as well. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.